I got a little sermon I'm going to lay on you. It's called From Venom to Victory. Uh, look at your neighbor and say, you look like you've been snake bit. Look at him. I can tell a lot of you been snake bit. I can tell you what that devil's name is. Racism. That's all right. I can hear the Holy Ghost shouting. We got a problem. We got an issue. Because what you got to understand is if you get hit by a bus out here going home and they drag me in that hospital and stick that needle in my lily white lung and run it into your jet black skin, my blood will save you. And I'm not naive. Let me tell you a thing. I need some blood. I don't never ask who give it because I don't care because your blood will save me and my blood will save you and there is no human being on the face of this earth superior to any other human being on the face of this earth. We got a fever. You get snake bit, you got a fever. You got a fever. You know how you can tell we, you got a fever? You get delirious. You start thinking things of what they're not. Oh, it's quiet. You start thinking every white person's a racist. I was in a, I was in a shopping area the other day and brother came driving up. He was a, an Uber driver. He came up and I didn't need a ride. And some white woman, she came out of Tiffany's or something other, and she's all loaded down, man. And she's walking across the crosswalk. And all of a sudden she sees that brother. And she grabs her stuff tied up to her and run back in the store. So I told him, I said, just sit here, she'll be back out. Just said right here. So he did. And she came out and did it again. Why? She's snake bit. She's burning up with a fever. There's only one advocate when you've been snake bit. And there's only one adversary when you've been snake bit. And today, Nehushtan. Look at your brother. Say, Nehushtan. Today, we're going to look at the serpent. I'm going to preach about a serpent. And we're going to put him on a pole. Are you ready? My pastor, the late Dr. Lester Summerall, who was casting out devils in Chiang Kai-shek's China and Stalin's Russia and Hitler's Germany before you were born, he raised me for 15 years. He was arguably the greatest Pentecostal exorcist that ever lived. He 
was casting the devil. And so I, I did, when I came back, God said, I want you to deliver, watch me, my people. I want you to deliver my people. I said, why? He said, they've been snake bit. They got a fever. They sat in church on Sunday morning, but they look across at somebody singing on the platform who really ought to put more clothes on than a loincloth. Why are you looking at me funny? The book is right and they are wrong. The book still says holiness under the Lord now and forever. The Bible still says that a woman ought to adorn herself modestly. However, some women could never dress modestly enough for you because you got x-ray vision. You can undress her if she's covered up from head to toe. Why? You got a devil. Well, I don't believe a Christian can have a devil. Is that right? Is that right? That depends on what you call a Christian. Let's start. Let's find out how many hours you spent in the Word yesterday. How many hours you spent praying. How many hours did you cast out devils? How many people did you witness to? How many people did you lay your hands on and they recover? Well, yeah, but I go to church. Nobody care if you go to church. The devil comes to church. Some of you sitting by him. Don't look at me funny. John the Baptist called them snakes and vipers and Jesus called them worse. Amen. So he said, I want you to set my people. Brother Summerall was in Southern America, South America. And he came across a witch doctor. Witch doctors pulling blood, pouring blood and alcohol into the mouth of a bullfrog. He's taking that bullfrog and spinning his eyes, rolling back in his head and turning blue. I didn't mean to talk about worship services. He, I'm not talking about here. I'm telling you, so you go tell them. So he's spinning, making satanic incantations. But some girl walked up to him and said, we have a counseling center at our church. We would love for you to make an appointment and come in so we can talk to you about your issue. Because we don't call sin, sin anymore. We call it an issue. We don't cast out devils anymore. We send you to counseling. You messing around with a child, you got a devil. Oh, I ain't getting no shouting in here, man. Why is it so quiet in here? You can't put the bottle down, you got a devil. You got to shoot it in, snort it up, you got a devil. I'm trying. I'm not mad at nobody, man. I just can begin to imagine what's going to happen in the body of Christ when the Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized saints of God begin to engage and infuse themselves in the culture. The church 
of Jesus Christ is nothing unless and until it begins to infuse itself in the midst of the culture into which Christ has called it. You understand? You are here for a purpose. And it's not God didn't save you to be on the deacon board. God didn't save you to go to church. I said, God didn't save you to go to church. I don't even know why we call places where we have church sanctuaries. A sanctuary is where people go to hide. I don't call it a sanctuary, I call it a tabernacle. Moses said, this is the house of God, the doorway into the presence of the Almighty. I'm not looking to hide from anything. Are you? See, what we can't hide is our sin. At some point, prophets are about to tell you something other than how great you're going to be. And how many cars you're going to have. And how you're going to shake the world. And then you leave the service and go get you a 40 and some points. We've been snaked in. I'm sorry. Preachers that are jealous of one another. Do you know, do you know what's going on right now? S social media is helping preachers get into lust and a backslidden position because everybody lies on social media. They got 300 people in a building and they shoot it crosswise so it looks like they got 10,000 with a fish eye lens. You a liar and you a devil. And then they get on there and all anybody put on social media is ain't nobody gets up in the morning and show what they look, that woman looked like when she rolled over and looked at you with a cow breath. Post that. Ain't nobody posting that. Ain't no preacher. Preachers work on the light so they can show their bicep right. Now somebody might be impressed, but God ain't impressed. God impressed when the devil starts screaming. God impressed when the alcoholics start running to the altar. God impressed when the prostitutes fall down in your presence and say, what must I do? I don't have to go where they are. I want them to come where I am. God, I'm preaching up in here and I ain't take a text yet. So he said, so he said, so he said, I laid my left hand on his right jaw and the opposite, and I said to him, come out. All of a sudden, he fell down on the ground. And when he got up, his eyes were right. I love to watch people at an altar when their eyes get right. It's all right. Thank you. I'll be here all week because that's what I'm preaching for applause because I'm intoxicated on the crowd 
God give us some preachers that take a platform and say what needs to be said to who it needs to be said to how it needs to be said walk off the platform close their Bible and care less what anybody but God thought about it I'm not preaching for a return engagement I haven't for 40 years and I've never run out of places to preach it's time somebody started telling the truth Take the mask off, man. We're, we're snake bit. We're snake bit. That's why they come in sick and leave sick. That's why they come in depressed and leave depressed. It's why half the church is getting divorced, just like half the world is getting divorced. Let me tell you what you're about to do today as a result of coming together for this little time. You are about to see your adversary encounter a God with whom he cannot contend. Your adversary can't fence him in and can't flee fast enough from him. Are you in the building with me right now? This ungodly ecumenicalism that causes us just to say, well, we just have to come together around what we agree. We come together around what he said, not what we agree on. Is this, is this too heavy for y'all? You good? You good? Because you know I'm talking about somebody else, not you. There is an ungodly alliance that has boiled to the surface in the unholy cauldron of ecumenicalism, ecumenicalist religion. Religion is a devil. I'm gonna try to sanctify people over here. Religion is a devil. God never told you in that book to be religious. He also never told you to be happy. He did, however, tell you to be holy. Because if you think all you're supposed to do is be happy and everything's supposed to pop up petunias and turn out tulips, you misunderstand. Your armor prophesies a conflict. You were built for the battle, created for the conflict. You have aligned yourself against the forces of darkness and they are not gonna leave just because you went to church. Shove your neighbor and say, I'm going to learn to cast out devils today. And I'm going to start in my own mind, in my own kitchen. Because don't be just looking at folk that have an alcohol problem. Some of you are obviously addicted to food, so we might just as well. Anything you want with all your heart, if it's an automobile, a new house, a better looking figure. If anything you want with all your heart does not have God attached to it, then it is an idol. Nehushtan. You with me? I'm hurrying. I feel like you want me to hurry. No, I'm just kidding. So, so, 
He cast the devil out of that. And, and, and then that night, he goes back. The man got up speaking in other tongues, born again, became an evangelist, preached the gospel the rest of his life. So then, the witch doctor I'm talking about. So then, he gets back to his room, and he lays down on his little cot. He wasn't at the Hilton Hotel. Some of you couldn't have preached. He's laying on a cot on a dirt floor in a tent with a, no window, just some, some paper hanging down over an open space in the tent. And all of a sudden, he said it had been 100 degrees, and all of a sudden, his breath began to crystallize like when you're outside in Chicago in the winter. He said it became frigid cold. A horrible odor filled the room like smoke, vapor. The curtain, the little papers stood out on edge and his bed began to shake. He shook so violently that it moved out into the middle of the floor. He raised up in his bed and he said these words, Satan, I recognize you. I cast you out this afternoon. Now in the name of Jehovah Joshua Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you, go now. He said the bed settled down, the curtain laid back down, horrible odor left. He, could, he couldn't see his breath anymore. The heat entered the room again. Now right there is where I'm writing a book. How the devil obeyed me. I'm getting on TBN and Daystar. Because my ministry has been long. Ain't nobody care about your ministry. Unless your ministry is kingdom. If your ministry is kingdom, then everybody cares. Hallelujah. And that's where we miss it. Because he raised back up in the bed and he said what some of y'all need to say this afternoon. Hey devil, get back in here. A timid faith will be intimidated. Smith Wigglesworth turned over in his bed and the image of Satan was sitting at the end of his bed. He turned over and went to sleep and said, oh, it's just you. What are we intimidated by? A defeated devil? Behold, I give you power. Real power. Over all devils. Sickness. Sadness. Poverty. Disease. Destitution, depravity, disease, devils, Satan, sickness, sin. He didn't say I give partially power and authority. He said I give you power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. 
So there he is, sitting up in his bed, sweats rolling off of him. It's 100 degrees again. He said, hey, devil, get back in here. Why don't you just say that right now? Hey, devil, get back in here. Why don't you walk in your 14-year-old's room this afternoon and uh, while they're gone, just open up the window and say, hey, tormenting spirit, get back in here because I'm about to deal with you. No, I'm going to get him to church. But they ain't going to do nothing. I ain't got time for that service, only 45 minutes. Hey, I didn't come. I, I didn't. I just need to apologize. Because like I didn't. Because like I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. I came to incite a riot. I came to impose the boundaries of this kingdom and tell the devil he's evicted from your life. So he said, get back in here. All of a sudden his bed started. Evil spirit entered the room. He could see his breath again. Ooh. And he said, now devil, when I came in here, my bed was against that wall. Now in the name of Jesus, Put it back. He said the bed shook all the way back across the floor, up against the wall, and he said, now go. You know what some of us need to adopt the attitude? We didn't just come to run the devil off. We came to make him put it back. Put our joy, give our hope back. Give our victory back. Give Chicago Get up on your feet. Just start moving your feet. Come on, start moving because faith has action. I said, start moving. I didn't get to preach today. Just, just say this with me. Say, Jesus, I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. My praise is a weapon. My praise is a weapon. My shout has power. My dance has authority. Lift both hands right now. Say, Holy Ghost, fill me again with your power. Now start shouting. Paul said the reason this kind of thing would come into the church would be because men would heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Grace is to make you holy, not make you not needed. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. 
Shall we use grace and our freedom as an occasion to the flesh? God forbid. The greatest sin in your Bible is the sin that David committed. And it was not adultery. Although adultery is no longer sin in Hollywood or most of the church. An alcoholic's no longer a sinner. A murderer is no longer a sinner. He's just a media event for CNN and Fox News, depending on your political persuasion. Are you listening? Just let it settle. We've just come through Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Tabernacles. I could tell you that first, for the first time since Jesus was born, the constellation Virgo gave birth to the planet Jupiter. Jupiter means righteousness. Jupiter means righteousness. Virgo is the virgin. On the night that Jesus was born, was the last time that formation was ever seen in the heavens. We've just come through a period in August and September. Shall I talk to you of Katrina? Shall I talk to you of Harvey? <laughs> Shall I talk to you about two earthquakes? Look, look, run through them. Just run through them, Sarah. Just run through them. I want them to know that I'm not playing. Go to the next one. Just go. Hello. Okay, she's not going to go. Why are you stuck, darling? No, never mind. I, what do you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you about two two teenagers who climbed up on the hood of their, of their dad's Porsche and hung themselves. Shall I tell you about a 14-year-old girl that tried to overdose on aspirin and lived? She went to church every Sunday. A after that, she attempted. She climbed to the top of a water tower and threw herself off. She's 14. She's 14. That attempt failed. So she went to the nearby highway and threw herself in front of an 18-wheel truck. She succeeded. When they discovered her mangled body, they found a note pinned to her. It said this, I just can't take life anymore. You're 14 years old. By the time your child is 14 years of age, they've seen 100,000 commercials for beer. And we think taking them to church on Sunday morning for 45 minutes will take off them what the devil put on them. But I got good news for you. Uh, there's still a king that redeems.
there's still a cross that bleeds. There's still a prayer that's heard and answered. There is still a victorious, triumphant church of Jesus Christ against which the very gates of hell shall not prevail. And if you're ready to give the devil his eviction notice to your spirit, your soul, your body, your family, your future, your finances, on three, jump to your feet and shout the greatest shout you've given him in the last year. One, two, three. Come on. Come on, shout it out. See your baby delivered. See that sickness leaving your body. See the torment leaving your mind. See you free. Stop shouting, let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Now when I say three, act like you heard you. One, two, three. invited me for one afternoon I need three months every head bowed every eye closed no one looking around no one looking around no one in reverence to the Holy Spirit what we call a dysfunctional home the Bible calls a generational curse we see a young man slack-jawed and smart and mouthed and with a rebellious spirit we say it's just a phase he's going through when all along he's actually being courted, courted by a murdering spirit. We don't understand when a white man, for no other reason than he's white, plows his car into a crowd of African-American people for no other reason than they're a different color of skin. We don't understand. We, we don't understand red blood moons and four hurricanes stacked up at one time and in the Atlantic we don't understand but we would understand if we just get in the word we would understand that soon and very soon faster than the fleetest hoof ever struck a pavement or a wheel ever turned on an axle whether your theology agrees or not Jesus is coming like lightning out of a dark throated storm cloud he's coming my question to you is are you ready Please don't respond while I go to church. Please don't respond that I, I try to be a good person. Your Bible is right and they are wrong. And your Bible says that if you are his, you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. If you don't know that, you're not ready. I preached in the church three or four months ago. They had a 300-member choir. 200 of them responded to the altar call. Because they were churchgoers, but they didn't have a real relationship. You know, religion will inoculate you against the real thing. If you, if you're still trapped and bound by what you were always trapped and bound by, then you don't have what the Bible calls a born-again experience. Because if you do, your Bible says you become a new creature. Old things pass away. They don't have to be counseled out of you. Everything becomes new to you. I'm going to count to three. If you want to go to heaven and not hell, have God and not the devil. 
have victory and not defeat and know when you pillow your head tonight you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there you see it may not be that you're a Christian and you're just struggling with some things you may stop struggling with those things when you truly become a Christian full surrender absolute surrender to Christ when I say three when I say three you want to be let out raise that hand we're gonna pray at the end of that prayer you will know beyond all doubt hands are already growing up let me count everybody else catch up one two three raise that hand leave it up leave it up leave it up leave it up please fair to say 200 fair to say I want you to pray out loud I want everybody to join you and I want you to really mean it from the depths of your heart because it's time to stop playing and I know you know that and I know you're ready to do it and I know you're ready to allow Christ to take complete control of your life he's going to do it he's going to do it today the darkness leaves the bondage evaporates Life, as you have never known it, comes to you. I want everybody to pray. I want you to pray out loud so the devil can hear you. Heavenly Father, I come to you today just like I am. I was born a sinner and I've committed sins. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in your blood. Give me eternal life. Today, I look to Jesus. I've been snake bitten, but I look to the cross and I believe you to give me eternal life. Satan, I renounce you. Go from me now, Lord Jesus Christ. I accept you. I believe in you. I confess you as my personal savior. I am gonna live for you full out from this moment forward I'm a Christian I'm on my way to heaven and it makes me feel so good to be free I could almost shout and clap oh why not hey thanks for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed it I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.